host, Savannah Beck, and this is Slow Burn, a book podcast for slow readers. A little background on the show before we begin. I'm a lifelong avid reader, but since graduating from undergrad and beginning my career, I've struggled to find the bandwidth to enjoy reading like I used to. I am, and always have been, a slow reader. It usually takes me a while to get into a book. The thing is, I know I'm not alone. The more I bring up how much I like to read and how little time I spend doing it, the more validation I get from friends and acquaintances who have the same problem. In the last year, I've begun making a conscious effort to read more and to find ways to enjoy doing it. In doing so, I've gathered some tips on how to get yourself out of a no-reading rut and what types of books are slow reader-friendly. And that's what this show is all about. Each episode, I'll speak with a reading expert about easy reading recommendations for slow readers. Today, I'll be working my way through a list of books under 300 pages with my dear friend and fellow bookworm, Shelby Ernest. Enjoy! Thanks for joining us for episode one of Slow Burn, a podcast about books for slow readers. Today, I have Shelby Ernest joining me. Would you like to introduce yourself, Shelby? Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name's Shelby. I live in Richmond, Virginia. I'm a 28-year-old accountant, and uh, I enjoy spending time with my dog and my cat, my horseback ride, and obviously I love reading. So what would you say your relationship with reading is like? So I have always liked reading, um, read a lot as a child. As I grew up, I used to read a lot more kind of involved literature. I would say now I use it more for escapism. And it's probably one of the first things I go to after a long day. I mean, I listen to audiobooks while I get ready. It's a very involved part of my life. So a way to decompress an outlet. Do you have any idea roughly how many books you read in a year? Let's see. Last year, I read 75 books. And this year, it's October. And I'm on track to read 100 books this year. On track. Good to have goals. (laughs) So what kind of books do you typically read? What are your favorite genres? I really read a little bit of everything. I would say my favorite genres right now, I love a good rom-com. I like to read or listen to some mysteries and thrillers. And I like contemporary fiction. Nice. So that's a pretty big variety. Is there a specific book that you read recently that you really liked or maybe a favorite book that you'd It's like to hard share? for me to identify a favorite book. I will say that with Halloween approaching, I enjoy a good uh, spooky reading season. I recently read Daisy Darker. It follows the and then there were none trope created by Agatha Christie. And it's a good creepy read with a good twist at the end. I like that it's something festive and seasonal. So the reason I asked you to join us specifically is because you're a very good friend of mine, but also because I consider you a reading expert. You read more than anyone else I know. So that being said, you're not a slow reader like me. You read actually very quickly. You're known to devour a couple books in a weekend. So given your expertise, do you have any tips on how to read faster? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think my first tip would be to read what you enjoy and have a good time reading. I mean, not every book I read is a five-star top tier book, but even if it's it's not, there's still, you know, if I'm having fun reading it, I'm definitely going to get through it faster. The other, the other tip, which will let you read faster, but you know, it's not for everybody. I definitely noticed that when I approach a page, I, I always just like scan for 
conversation or dialogue from the characters. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I think we actually had this conversation. I wouldn't say that I read every single word in every single book I read. I, I kind of have a different approach to a page where I look for dialogue first and then read to get context for that dialogue. And I think that probably allows me to read faster, although I understand that it's it's not for everybody. That's interesting. And I definitely don't read that way myself. So it's something to try out. So in preparation for this episode, I asked you to think back on some shorter books you read and enjoyed and make a selection for our listeners, some recommendations of books under 300 pages that are approachable and engaging. So how many books did you come up with, first of all? Well, I exported my Goodreads uh, library, filtered by page number, and selected five books that I would recommend. Nice. That's a good haul. So let's get to this list. The first book you read that you'd recommend, what is it? Yeah. So I'm going to start with kind of the lightest read and probably the fastest, um, well, definitely the fastest read on my list. It is Heartstopper by Alice Osman, Osman, maybe. And it comes in at 288 pages. That being said, it is a graphic novel. And so I would say it's easily read in one sitting, you know, I mean, even as little as like 45 minutes. And it's a high school love story. It's very wholesome and sweet. And the graphic novel, the illustrations are really cute, but they're also very effective in their storytelling as a tool themselves. And once you finish it, you can watch season one of the Netflix show. So (laughs) that's a little bit of a uh, motivator to read, I guess. I love a graphic novel as a slow reader. Definitely, like, if I'm in a bit of a lull, it's a very easy genre to jump back in with because, like you said, you can kind of read it in one setting usually. I just, I thought it was really, like, a sweet read. I actually read it after I watched the Netflix show, and I think that the show definitely does it justice, too. So I could see the show kind of leading people to the book as well. So you touched on a couple different things you liked about it and explained, you know, the premise. What makes this book special? Why should people read it? Yeah, I think that the story itself is very sweet. It's about a boy who has come out while in high school and is having a hard time with that. And he meets another student and has a crush on him. And that student kind of is finding himself during the course of, of the book and coming to terms with like his feelings for, for the original boy. And I think it's just, it's a more, it's, you know, I mean, certainly a, a more modern depiction of a high school experience these days. And, but, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of media we see about high schoolers is <laughs> really edgy these days. And this one's just really wholesome. It's just such a nice book and will leave you feeling happy. Nice sales pitch. All right. What's next on your list? So next on my list is, let's see, actually a book I finished listening to today and enjoyed it so much I added it to my list. It's titled Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson, and it is 288 pages. And the plot for it is a woman gets a call from a childhood friend asking her for a favor. And when she gets there, she finds out that the job is 
to care for two children who spontaneously combust when they're agitated or emotional. That's very fun. So what genre is this? So yeah, I would definitely say this is your standard kind of contemporary fiction. It definitely has dark humor and involved. It's it's really kind of a fret. To me, it's, it's a different book, despite being just kind of contemporary fiction. And you said it was 288 pages. Isn't the first book also? Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, there I like lot, there were a lot of books that were 288 pages and it was kind of huh. Yeah. I appreciate that you're taking the page count requirement seriously. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so why should we read this one? So this one, I really thought it was a a kind of fresh voice. Uh it's first person POV from this woman's perspective as she comes into this family's home to care for these two kids and her voice is just really she's really witty and sarcastic and has a very I found relatable and realistic approach to dealing with these children I did enjoy this one specifically because it was so short it was pretty compact in its storytelling but that made it kind of all the more effective I guess so would you say it took kind of a pragmatic approach to a fantastical topic yeah definitely definitely and there was Very nothing fun. else kind of fantastical about it. It was, you know, it was definitely kind of, it was set in our world, but with these kids that, you know, they, <laughs> and they were young, I think they were 10, you know, they get upset and poof, flame. Strong premise. So what is the third book under 300 pages that you'd recommend? Okay. Getting a little more serious in this next one, it's Once There Were Wolves. I would classify this one as an environmental thriller in that it follows its main character to Scotland where she's on a team involved in a project to reintroduce wolves to the highlands. And it deals with like the pushback from the people of the highlands and the challenges with this endeavor. Did you say that was nonfiction? No, it's fiction. This one is fiction. Okay. Interesting. It does follow, and I ended up researching afterwards because I thought that the premise was so interesting. It is a, a a thing that they've done. I think in Yellowstone, they reintroduced wolves there. They have not got them back to the Highlands yet, but it's it's so it's kind of based on on real projects that have been going on. But it, it's all fiction. That's cool. So why should we read it? So I thought this one was unique. It definitely builds itself as a contemporary thriller while also having really beautiful depictions of nature and, you know, reading about the relationships between the people and these wolves. I learned a lot in reading it while also enjoying the writing itself. Yeah, the plot seems like it would require a lot of research to write about it well. Yeah. And it made me, you know, I mean, you read a book like that and afterwards you, you, you know, it made me look into it and research it and uh, just seems like a really cool, cool thing that they're doing. Totally. All right. So next on your list, you are an overachiever and went above and beyond and came up with five books instead of just the three required. So what else do you have for us? So this one is nonfiction. It's a memoir detailing the author's experience in an abusive relationship. And it is told 
the interesting thing about this book, I've never read another book like it. Each chapter uses a different narrative trope from, and some examples are, you know, there's a chapter called Famous Last Words, written as if it's someone's famous last words, all the way to sci-fi thriller, and includes, you know, like classic horror tropes, really showcasing the author's range while depicting this really serious topic. What was the name and author of that book? The name of that book is In the Dream House, and it's Carmen Maria Machado, and it is 251 pages. Wow, even shorter. It's nice to have a nonfiction book on this list, too. I think a lot of times it can be hard to come up with, like, fresh recommendations that are nonfiction. In this one, you know, I'm not a huge nonfiction reader. I probably read, you know somewhere from two to five a year and the rest are fiction out of your 100 books yeah yeah out of my 100 books and I really love this and I thought this one was was really well written and I want to say I read this one I think I read it in one sitting I don't think it took very long because most of the chapters are short which I do think helps for slow readers I imagine that kind of having these easily achievable chapters, you know, that you can get through quickly might, might help read faster. I was going to say that's something I look for in a book. A lot of times is shorter chapters. It makes the read more digestible and these little milestones help you feel like you're progressing and not just trudging through hundreds of pages. Yeah. And, and I also think this one with the wide range of of, of kind of narrative approaches used would definitely lend itself to like a wide audience. Not every chapter is going to be for every person, but the next chapter might be your favorite chapter. And because each chapter is short, it's not a huge investment to get through it. Exactly. But it also, I mean, the story itself, I think is an important one to to have representation for. It was a uh, same-sex abusive relationship. And the author talks a lot about how those aren't often represented in the media or portrayed appropriately so it was its content felt important and its narrative approach felt really new to me yeah yeah totally sounds like a very important topic and also a really interesting experimental approach towards it yeah all right final book under 300 pages okay this one I know you've read it is everything yep (laughs) everything I never told you by Celeste and it is 297 pages just barely under wow I actually didn't realize this book would qualify but I do remember it being a quick read yeah I didn't I mean I really had no idea until I you know exported (laughs) my, my library to an excel document which books would be picked up but I was I was surprised for this that this one was on there because it was a quick read, but it definitely packed a punch. Yeah. So can you summarize it really quickly? Sure. So it is set in the 1970s, small town America. Lydia is the perfect child archetype. And one day her she goes missing and her body is found washed up on the lake in, the, in town. And this book follows the main character, Lydia, and how she came to be there that day, and also the aftermath on her family and the impact it had on them. All right. So sounds interesting, but what makes it special? So I read quite a bit of mystery and thriller, 
And I think, you know, I enjoy a lot of them more for entertainment value. This one felt delicate to me in its storytelling and like a true, you know, like you truly got insight into these characters and this family. You know, it wasn't heavy handed and it's a little, you know, given the subject matter more intense than some of the other books on my list, I recommend, you know, I think I know a lot of people enjoy just light reads and that's how they read faster. But also this one, you got invested. And even if it was a serious topic, sad topic, you care to find out what happens on the next page. I definitely agree with that. I would also recommend this book to our listeners out there. So that's a nice note to end on something we agree on. Not that I disagreed with your other recommendations, but I can speak to it. <laughs> that being said, we're done with all of our reading recommendations for the episode and winding up. Is there anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? No, I think those are those are my recommendations and I'm sticking to it. I like that. All right. Thanks so much for joining us and have a good evening. I'm Savannah Beck, and that's all for this episode of Slow Burn, Books for Slow Readers. A special thank you to Shelby Ernest for joining us today and Zeit for letting us use a remixed version of his song, Daisy EDM Instrumental. Keep reading and see you next time.